This is the Doctor Who Podcast, and you are most welcome. Hope you've enjoyed the uh, week of uh, Gallifrey memories and previews. And for those going to Gallifrey who are listening to this before they head off, have a great time. Very, very jealous and looking forward to hearing from all of you about your uh, Gallifrey 23 experiences. But I suppose what I want to talk about today is uh, kind of what James and Michelle have talked about over the last couple of days. That um, originally this was an idea for me to, I don't know, I suppose get down an audio some of my more personal memories of last year's Gallifrey convention. I'm not sure I can start at the beginning, but I'll start somewhere and maybe we might meet in the middle somewhere. I have to say that the Gallifrey experience was probably the most incredible experience of my whole life, hands down. I'm kind of lucky my wife Megan isn't in the room with me here today because if she heard that, she uh, might have a few things to say about that. But um, as long as you don't tell her listeners... Um, yeah, Gallifrey was incredible. It was incredible for a lot of different reasons too, I think, because as you probably know, travelling to Los Angeles to the US of A was, was my first ever overseas trip and it, it was just an incredible experience even before I left Brisbane on, on the plane, you know, spending 13 hours to get across there on the plane, um, travelling to the hotel, signing in, all those sort of things. I suppose... You might put it down to jet lag, although I didn't really feel like I had jet lag while I was there. I was so switched on, so energetic in that time. I remember when James arrived um, a day or two later, he, he had horrible problems with jet lag and I think he spent most of the Gallifrey Convention in a sort of a, a half-sleep. He, he was great company, but uh, yeah, he kept on saying, oh, you know, I, I need to go have a lie down for a little while because his... Uh, clock hadn't adjusted and I don't think it ever really did but for me I think the time difference was kind of okay with me so so I got there on the Wednesday morning and you know for those that know me will probably nodding their head when I say this I'm an incredibly organized person massively organized Um, I can't go anywhere without knowing exactly what I'm going to do I certainly wasn't going to travel 13 14 hours in a plane to a country I'd never been to to a city I'd never been to uh, without knowing exactly what I was going to do each day. So, so when I'd figured out I was going to Gallifrey, I started filling up my schedule with um, things to do while I was there. Certainly while I was in LA, I went to the Warner Brothers Studios. I did a day-long tour around Los Angeles, which was fantastic. I went to Paramount Studios, um, all those sort of things. And I and had tons more stuff in my schedule that I never actually got around to doing. In some respects, I kind of regret doing that because I got there and I was so busy doing other things that I was kind of oblivious to the unofficial start of the convention, you know, sort of Wednesday, Thursday, with all the lobbycon type of stuff. Someone mentioned to me on Thursday night that they'd shouted out to me in the uh, lobby on Wednesday afternoon when I came back from one of the tours, but I, I didn't even hear it. I, I was in my own zone. I was sort of walking across the lobby to get to my room and have a bit of five or ten minute chill out time. 
Gallifrey was a fascinating experience for me because, like I said, it was the most exciting time of my life. But it was also the scariest time of my life because it took me a little while to realise that, hey, I was also there to take part in a convention. Now, that time from, you know, like Thursday night when it kind of unofficially started all the way through to Sunday night when the closing ceremony finished and James caught his flight home, I, I won't say they're a blur because they weren't. I won't say they were confusing because they're not because I've been to plenty of other conventions. But, yeah, it's, it, it's a difficult experience to really describe just from a personal point of view. I thoroughly enjoyed every single minute of it. I think it's no exaggeration to say that uh, I was probably doing a lot of the early part of my visit on autopilot because it was quite overwhelming and I had to stick to my schedule. I had my schedule um, and I had to take comfort in that schedule, which is probably one of my biggest regrets of Galley that I, I filled my um, time up there with so many things. I suppose understandably, really, you go all the way around the world and you've got to do a few touristy things. I would have hated to have uh, gone over just for the convention, been in a basement in LA, not seeing sunlight for three days and then hopping on the plane and going straight home. I would hate that to have been my first overseas uh, experience, Doctor Who or otherwise. But anyway, got to Thursday and then it really started clicking in. It's, it's really no exaggeration to say that um, one of the major parts of being part of a Gallifrey convention, probably even any convention, is the people, not the guests, not the events, but the people there. I, I don't know a lot of people in the Doctor Who community, I suppose. I mean, I know a certain amount, but it was a great joy to be able to be there at LobbyCon on Thursday night and meet people, you know, meet listeners of the show, meet other fans of the show. And it really is quite a social convention. It's something that's really, really pushed, I think. And it works to Gallifrey's benefit, I think. Everyone is everyone else's friend by Sunday night. And that, that's fantastic. You were just made so incredibly welcome. The convention went by. I went out to the airport um, to meet James when, when he arrived on his plane. I think it was sometime Thursday afternoon, evening. Still to this day, much to the bemusement of James, who wonders why I would even bother doing that. You just don't understand, James. You've got to do these things. And, yeah, I was waiting there in the, um, in the arrivals area I sort of half thought I'd needed to bring a sign, perhaps, because we're podcasters, we don't really look at each other all day, so I, I felt like I needed to be saying a sign saying, you know, party of James Rockcliffe, and um, so he would actually recognise me, but as soon as he came out through the door, but as soon as we saw each other, we knew who we were, it, it was incredible, and, and James has said on many occasions, we pretty much started off again as we'd left off, previously talking to each other over Skype for the podcast. Um, you know, we built up quite a friendship over the last couple of years and it was finally great to meet him in person. And I think that's, for me, when the convention really, really kicked in. I, I was feeling a little bit lonely up to that point. And having someone there that knew me, for better or for worse, someone I could tag around with to a certain extent d during the weekend, someone who'd been to Galley before because he'd been the previous year, um, that, that was a great comfort to me. So once James was there, I, I really made the conscious decision to, I suppose, give him a bit of breathing space. There'd be nothing worse than some boring, loudmouth Australian Doctor Who fan hanging around him for the entire weekend. So I really made the effort to give him some space because there's, there's well, there was certainly that temptation there for me to spend a lot of time with James. We've been working together for years. And we only had a couple of days, I suppose, to socialise before he headed back to the U of K. 
and also he's a much more seasoned overseas traveller than I am. You know, he's been all around the world. He's been to Gallifrey before, the convention, not the planet. And, yeah, he's just been around the block a few more times than I have, I suppose. Uh, we, we had some great times together. I mean, you know, sort of sitting over breakfast, chatting about what we're going to do that day, um, having a few drinks in the bar, just wandering around. But I think, too, it gave me some of my um, most memorable convention experiences just being able to spend a bit of time with this guy who, you know, I'd only talked to on the end of a microphone for years and years. So that's, that's what really made Gallifrey fantastic for me as well. So, yeah, so that's, that's when the convention really happened. I mean, we didn't really get any interviews in the end, really. We, we, we tried to set some up, but in the end it was a case of, well, you know, we had our voice recorders there and we were all ready to do it, but in the end we just enjoyed the Gallifrey convention. You know, we met up with all the people we knew, we met some new friends and uh, renewed old acquaintances and, and just enjoyed the uh, three-day convention. And my word, we did. Gallifrey is a mixture of being incredibly scared, incredibly excited, incredibly fearful, and, uh, yeah, just all, all them rolled up into one. I, I nearly even had a religious conversion while I was there, and, and I want to share that story with you here because I, I don't think I've shared it yet. Late into the convention... What James and I used to do occasionally is we used to go outside to the, I suppose you call it car park or um, foyer area where, where all the buses and cars pull up just to get a bit of fresh air, just to look at the cars going past, just to get a bit of a break from the madness that was um, the Gallifrey Convention. It was nice to have a bit of a wind down for a couple of minutes maybe with a cup of Starbucks coffee in our hands or something like that. On one of those days I'd had my camera slung over my shoulder and we went out there and we were chatting. And I think it must have been at that point that I left the camera behind on that little ledge and didn't realise it for probably a couple of hours after that. Oh, my goodness, that was probably one of the scariest... Well, no, not scariest, but, yeah, OK, scariest. One, one of the scariest times of the convention because that camera had everything on it. It had all the stuff I'd done up to then. It had all the other pictures and videos of... You know, when I'd walk through downtown LA, when I'd walk down to Paramount Studios, um, all the stuff from my day tour, uh, which I'd done uh, on the uh, Friday or Thursday, I think it was, it was irreplaceable. <laughs> so I literally that night was, was that worked up in my hotel room that, you know, I basically prayed to God and I said, please, please bring back my camera. I need it. I'm not a religious person, but... <laughs> I suppose like prisoners on death row, you know, when, when they're faced with an impossible situation, you know, they suddenly get religion. And I think that's what I did too. The next day, I, I started checking lost property pretty much every day. And, and that was the Monday morning. It hadn't turned up, so I had to go off and do one of my tours without my camera. I ended up taking pictures on my phone. And I was leaving um, on the uh, Tuesday afternoon to head up to San Francisco for a couple of days. So on Monday night I, I did one last check and walked up to the thing and described what it was and they said oh yeah we might have a camera like that down in Lost Property. So I actually was directed down into the bowels of the Marriott Hotel down past all the cook stations and the um, janitor's areas and stuff like that and there was my camera sitting on this woman's desk and um, I cried. I really did. I was that overwhelmed with emotion that I just broke down and just couldn't believe it had been returned. Um, 
So yeah, it's it's scary being so far away from home, being on your own to a certain extent, and stuff like that happens, and and you just feel so helpless, so powerless, because you're in a foreign country, and and while we all still, I suppose, speak the same language between our two countries, the, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I mean, I could have been on a different planet for all I know, but yeah, so there's there's my lost camera story, I got that back, thank goodness, with all my photos, Gallifrey itself is an incredible experience and I urge anyone with even a minor interest in going to a well-organised convention to go to Gallifrey. It, it was an incredible experience for me. I, I made lots of new friends. I cemented friendships with people that I'd only spoken to over Skype for the podcast or sent emails to or, or even just people that had posted on the forums for the various audio projects I've been involved with, say MM Commentaries or Fan Tragic or you know, the DWP forums, people that had only been names on screens, you know, we, we were having long chats about everything and it was fantastic. So, yeah, check out Gallifrey. It is incredible. If you want to make it your first trip overseas or, or your first major trip, please do. I can guarantee you that combining that with all the touristy stuff, you'll have one of the most, if not the most, unforgettable experience of your life. So yeah, if you listen to this at the right time, you're probably already on your way to Gallifrey or you're just about to leave if you are going. Have a great time. I wish I was there. Both James and myself will be there in 2013. And uh, yeah, amazing. See you later, guys. Bye-bye. That was the Doctor Who Podcast, which you can find at thedoctorwhopodcast.com. If you have any feedback, please send it into feedback at thedoctorwhopodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and via the Doctor Who Podcast forums. Thank you for listening. Take care.